Hey everyone, Marissa here. I wanted to tell you about Local ABA. Local ABA is a remote supervision company founded by me. We're dedicated to providing quality supervision that focuses on your unique needs and how we could best support you. If you've ever been interested in remote supervision before, we are dedicated to curating a safe space to answer any questions you have with no shame and creating a community of supervisees who are committed to being culturally responsive and well-rounded BCBAs. Please visit us at our website, localaba.com, or visit us on Instagram at localbcba. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. It's not an easy journey. Um, Like I said, I worked three jobs too while I was doing my master's and getting my supervision hours. So like Katie said, yeah, I guess I am a hustler. It, it was really rewarding and that was a, an epiphany moment of, for me to see how much love and support that I had out there. Welcome back to my ABA partner. I'm Marissa. And I'm Peggy. And today we have a girl gang like no other. I am so excited to talk to all of these women learn how they know our special guest and just give us the goods about how they got her through this process. And um, so today we have Oh My Darling Clem, which is uh, Clemencia Best. She is an amazing now BCBA. Um, Clemmy and I first met in in strategy sessions um, and it was super, super fun. Clem was like, no other person that I have met during strategy sessions, honestly. We, um, she piloted Food for Thought with us, and she um, now knows how to make authentic Mexican salsa. Mm-hmm. So, Which I make all the time because one of my friends said that's some husband-making salsa. So if you make that salsa, you're guaranteed a husband. Parents, <laughs> yes. That's where, that's where I met Clemmy, was at the Food for Thought. Yes. So Clemmy is a BCBA based out of Nevada, Las Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, she is doing amazing things and working with a different population that we don't normally, you know, work with, but older adults. So I can't wait to get into your journey, Clem, and just to hear more about it, really, because I feel like I know it, but not the nitty gritty. So I'm excited to talk to um, your friends today, Chantel. Jamie and and Katie. So I'm super, super pumped. How, how do you feel, Peg? Oh, I'm excited. I, we've never had all girls, have we? Oh, <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah. And but this many in one room together. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, there is six people in this podcast. Well, seven, including our lovely producer, Alan. We didn't forget about him. And um, to kick things off, we're going to go to our mid-noon force choice. So, Peg, what's our MNFC for today? All right. So for today's mid-noon force choice, we're asking, do you prefer to listen to an audible or read a book, um, hardcover, softcover, whatever, but do you prefer to listen or read? Do you want to go first, Marissa? I'll go first. I love audibles. I can read a lot more audibles than I do soft cover, but yeah, audibles all the way. 
I'm, I'm going to have to agree. I Now that I listen to audibles, I'm all about the audibles, but I really miss like sitting and reading a book at the beach or even just before I go to bed mm. at night. Because now if I'm like trying to read before I go to bed, forget it. I'm passed out. So right. I miss that though. Yeah. What about you, Clemmy? So I am a hybrid. I'm actually a Kindle slash audible girl. So I download the Kindle and if I'm sitting down and I have time, I'll read it. But if it's really good, I'm listening to it while I'm cooking, cleaning or whatever I'm doing. (laughs) That's what I'll be doing. Awesome. What about you, Jamie? You know, I really like the Audible while I'm driving. I feel like I can multitask like I do every day, all day. So I tend to lead towards Audible, but... I definitely have a nostalgic sense when I'm reading an ABA book and being able to look through it kind of like back in the day of school. So I do love when I get a chance to read a paperback. Awesome. Yes. How about you, Chantel? I am a a little of everything. I love having a book, especially if it's a great book that has to do with my profession, because I want to highlight it to death. You can't highlight an audible. Right. <laughs> you can. <laughs> no, you can click on an audible and take notes. That's what you can do. I've done it plenty of times, but you can't highlight an audible. You can highlight your your digital book, which I've done also. But um, for the majority of the time, I'm more of an audible person. I want to, I listen to it as I'm going to work, coming home, when I want to hide from my husband and my kid. Awesome. What about you, Katie? I am a bit of both. Um, I'm a second grade teacher, so I don't have a lot of downtime. So when I'm teaching and in the zone, I'm like audible and listening to stuff. But if I really want to escape and just relax into something like when I'm on winter break or spring break or something, that's when I'm like hardcover paperback. And it's usually it's not like teaching related. I have to have something that's like a guilty pleasure where I can just relax and not think about stuff. Awesome. What about you, Alan? Well, I'm a podcast producer, so if I'm listening to something, it's a podcast. (laughs) I'll read on my Kindle, but I prefer reading. Audio, I don't know. I think the last audio book I listened to, real honestly, was like my dad forced me to listen to like a Bill Clinton auto on a, on a, like a road trip, and it was like torture. So (laughs) I'm a reader, traditional books all the way. Very wow. So, I feel like Alan was the only one who was decisive there. And I know it's just, it's very interesting, right? Cause it's a really good indicator of motivating operations at play, right? Like it always depends. Like you can, right. it can be reinforcing in the moment because your husband and kids are around, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely. Um, so, you know, you guys are from all different parts of Clemmy's life. And I think that that is so cool. We just learned that you have only all met one time before, maybe one time before. So Clemmy, why don't you introduce like our our other guest speakers? Yeah, for sure. So Chantel is our, I'm the oldest of 11, but Chantel is our honorary big sister. Um, she... Um, my parents were in the military, both our parents were in the military, and that's how our parents met. And uh, Chantel's been with us since high school because she moved in with us. And 
she um like i said she's our she's our technically she's like our big sister I, technically i'm the oldest but really she's the big sister <laughs> um katie has been my best friend for 10 years Eleven um, years. Oh, sorry. My bad. Eleven <laughs> years. Um, we actually met on um, a semester abroad slash internship to Europe, and we were roommates there. And then we were forever roommates for about three years after that. About? <laughs> about yeah, something like that. And then Jamie, I met her um, actually when I started getting into the ABA field when I moved here in Vegas. So nine years, almost 10 years ago. So um, she was the first person to interview me for um, a camp, summer camp called um, place called Sports Social. And um, she took me along with her when she left. <laughs> and we've been together ever since. <laughs> I, I work kidnapped her forever. <laughs> These are like to bring it up as more social too. Remember Jamie Tech Club? Yes. These are like your people. Like when yeah. you are going through some stuff one of these people, any of these people, maybe all of them are your go-to calls. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. They are my go-to call or if something happens with me or even them themselves, I'm their go-to person too to call and and vent and we'll discuss life and how things are going and planning mm-hmm. out of these three are actually the three planners actually <laughs> these are the planning queens <laughs> that is so awesome so they're all your lobsters they're your they're- <laughs> that is so cool okay so clem Walk me through like your process because I met you when you were studying, but like, where did you go? Like what, walk me through your ABA journey just a bit. Okay. So, um, I would say my ABA journey really started probably when I first moved here to Vegas. So about nine, nine years ago, February 1st is 10 years. Um, Actually, I was sitting, I was working at a private school that 50% of their population um, had autism. And I was thinking I was going to go to grad school um, to do special education. Actually, I taught Katie to move out here because her mom was out here. And I was like, Katie, we got to move out here because Chicago grad school is expensive. And I said, the population's high. And I said, we can find our husband. She found her husband. (laughs) So she could thank me. (laughs) Thank you. And I was like, let's move here. And um, yeah, so I was working in the school. I was debating going for special education. um, But I sat in um, a conference uh, with this uh, university called Torah University here in Las Vegas. And... um, she was doing talking about positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, motivation operation. And I was literally that person like raising their hand, like, what is this? What is this? And at the time, my Vegas mom, me and her were fighting, but she turned around enough and said, um, I think that's what you should be doing, Clemmy. And I was like, I think you're right. I don't know. And um, like I said, my coworker, Grady, he worked at Sports Social. He's like, Um, There's a summer camp and actually I quit the school because, you know, education is not easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I left the school and 
Um, yeah, and that's when I met Jamie. And then Jamie was telling me about being a consultant, um, doing social skills groups, and and that's kind of how I started my journey with that, just doing that. Um, like I said, my running joke is um, I have done every career except for selling drugs and work, being the lady of the night. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but when I saw ABA, it was, it was my calling and I was like, this is it. And Jamie talked me through like being an RBT, talked me through, uh, getting me through my certification. Um, when we started doing ABA one-to-one, I think I had an epiphany moment with when I was working with the kids and I was like, I think I could do this every day of my life. Mm -hmm. And I started grad school and I think I had an eight, an eight year break. Wow. Seven year break and then went back for my master's. (laughs) Okay. So during that eight year break, you're working as an RBT. You finally decide to go back for your master's. And then after two years, you're done getting your master's or? Actually, my RB, I think I was, I was working as an RBT maybe three years. The eight years was me trying every other career and trying to figure out where I wanted to be fit in. What other careers did you try? Just out of curiosity. Um, yeah, so I worked in a factory, um, pushing parts of machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I did door to door sales. I was top ten in the Midwest, so I can talk my way to get your door to do sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, if you think about it, that is very much ABA. You're finding that motivation operation to get that person in the door, yourself in the door, and you're reinforcing, I guess my reinforcer was getting paid. But <laughs> yeah. And making selling the bigger package. Cause if you sell the bigger package, you're you got maybe two hundred, three hundred dollars versus thirty-five dollars for selling a small package. <laughs> so um I done that. Uh I worked retail um majority of the time. I I worked in the restaurant business for a little bit. Um, I did multi-level. As you guys know, I love restaurant business. Like, I think (laughs) it's so much fun. You meet so many people. Like, so I just love to hear what people did prior to being a BCBA because it just, like, it intrigues me. It fascinates me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you imagine, like, you could have done that. And, like, that's fine, too, you know, but you chose to do – um, this and I'm so excited that you did and that we got to meet. And um, so during our study sessions, it was you know an instant connection because honestly, like how can you not like love Clemmy like when you meet her, right? Like she's just such a sweet soul, and um, it was really amazing. And something that was very different for me was that. I was reading you these questions. So, do you want to talk about that just a tad? Yeah, so I guess part of my journey and me going through my master's program, um, actually at the end of it and studying for my test, I got diagnosed with ADHD and a nonverbal learning disability. So I went a good 36 years of my life um, being um, not diagnosed and studying and going through school. So it explained why a lot of times during grad school, a lot of things got turned in late. And, um, but I made it through, I passed, um, 
And the first time when I did my first test, um, when I was studying, I was studying with a group that I found in SNAP, kind of similar to what's happening right now. I just put people together that I have met through like online and everything and just made a big study group. Um, so when I was studying, I was talking through the concepts with everybody. But when I was studying, doing actual mocks, I was actually reading for myself. So when it came to the big boy test, um, I had to get used of a reader reading for me. And then also, too, I had learned that my current ADHD meds was not the right meds that I should have been using in the middle of the test because I was doing really well. And then towards the end of that test, um, I guess my medication kind of went down. So um, instead of getting up and taking another one, um, I did it. So um, it just kind of lost that focus. And I guess test anxiety is, is normal. Um, but as soon as that happened, um, I called Jamie <laughs> and I was like, I was like, um, I didn't pass. And I was like, but um, we don't have to go meet for because it's Cinco de Mayo <laughs> on the day of my test. And I was like, we don't have to go to go eat. And then she's like, no, we're going to go eat. <laughs> and she was like, um, and she was like, well, well, Clemmy, I think I missed it by nine points. And she was like, well, your game plan is now, Clemmy, you just got to have people read. And Jamie was like, I know my schedule's a little crazy, but let me know. And I'm going to um, read for you if you need me to. And, um, and I was like, yeah. And then that's when I reached out to Chantel, reached out to Katie. And I was like, hey, are you guys available to read for me? Um, and I was like, 10 questions. You don't have to do the whole mock with me. <laughs> just 10 questions a day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was really, you know, interesting to me because like it was funny in our sessions, like you would be done with uh, the question, right? And then like there would be a long gap and you'd be like, uh, Marissa, are you going to read this you know, I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. And so, um, but that is, you know, that's something that you just like, you never knew. And that's amazing that you were able to find this out about yourself and ultimately, you know, beat the big boy test because you had all the right tools in place um, for success after that. So that was so cool. And she told me about you guys. So without even knowing you guys, I've heard of you guys um, saying, you know, oh, I have my friends. I have like, I have a lot of friends that are like reading for me. And I'm like, wow, that's so like cool. And like, what a supportive group of people that are behind you. So Clemmy and the tribe are strong. So were you able to um, access a reader for the test? That's what you said earlier. So when you took yes. the exam. Yeah. So the, fir yeah, okay. so the first time I got the accommodations of an extra hour and uh, one reader. So, mm -hmm. um, but you hadn't prepped with a reader prior to the first time. No, because I didn't know what exactly what a reader. I was like, is it like the, the computer reading to me? Or is it like, am I going to be in a separate room? And actually, oh. um I had like VIP treatment, I guess, because they closed down the whole center, like for me to have a reader. Oh, so there was yeah. another person in the room with you. Mm -hmm, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. So it was Thank just you for me sharing and the that. Reader. Yeah. 
you know, because um, that might be something that would benefit other folks out there. And I mean, I had no idea that that was something you could do. And like you said, you went into it, you didn't even know what a reader was. So I think it's really helpful to other folks who could potentially benefit from that. So now they know what a reader is. Yeah, I would say definitely if you need the supports, get the supports. Um, like I said, with reading the questions, I would laugh at Katie because Katie's like, oh, my God, with the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and my my husband's in uh, medical school and he was overhearing some of the questions and he was like, what kind of test is this? This is a doozy. <laughs> Even he was kind of blown away by some of the questions she was getting asked. Yes, that is so cool. So, so Katie, you're not in the field of ABA at all because Jamie is, uh, correct? Yeah, Jamie is, but Katie, Katie and Chantel. Chantel, are you in the field of ABA at all? Um, I was an RBT when oh. I was finishing up my teaching credentials. Clemmy to this day bugs me going, you have your master's. Just, just go take the test. Just, just go. Yeah. You can do this like me. And I'm like, eh, I've had a bad experience with BCBAs, so yeah, kind of leery. Yeah, no, no. If you need a good supervisor, I know a couple. So, don't, you know, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm a Fed teacher, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Awesome. Very so, nice. So, Katie and Chantel, what do you folks do? Um, I'm a second grade teacher. Second grade teacher. Okay, so, so yeah. still in the realm. And then and then yeah. you are a teacher as well, Chantel? Special education. Okay. So we're all kinda in the same same, you know, area. Same yeah. 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 That is so cool. And um that's I love that Katie, like overhearing your husband overhearing. Um, like, wow, like this test because it's so true. Sometimes like when you overhear these things, you're like, what are you studying right now? Like, how can I, I can't even wrap my head around it because it's a different language for sure. Um, awesome. So what do you think that you guys, you know, as the guests did for Clemmy or what it, you know, what did you do for Clemmy to help her, you know, study for the exam or, you know, be there for support or like, how did you guys feel like you helped her out? the most. One thing I really like about Clemmy is that she has learned to advocate for what she needs and wants. Um, so I think just with having her tribe and being able to reach out to us and letting us know that was really helpful to kind of know how we could support her back as well as just encouraging her through her journey. Uh, I think it's really important that each person chooses kind of their destiny in a way and encouraging her through that process was really important, at least from my perspective. And then especially when she reached out for and hearing about her asking people to read, not just me, but some of our other friends, it was just really special to see her work so hard for something I knew she really wanted. So that was a neat neat experience for me to see. Um, ever since I've known Clemmy, she's always been a, a hustler. She's always working really hard at no matter what she's doing and watching her get her master's degree and working for this was just so cool to see. And it's also because it was her passion and something she's really good at. So when she asked me to be a reader and helper, this was like the last hurdle 
that she needed to get through. And I'm like, of course, I'll do it multiple times. Like, what do you need? Let's get through this. You can do this. And it was just when she passed, it was like, yes, it was like a success for everybody. Like, I just felt like we were, we all were so excited for her. It was just, it was so triumphant when she finally passed the test. That's so uh, cool. For me, so cool. it was, for me, it was just, she's my little sister. Um, I've known her since I was in high school and I'm very much older than she is. So <laughs> just to see her pick a path has been great. Um, and then knowing that's what she wanted to do, it was always fun to see her come visit us here in um, San Diego. Um, my son has autism. So you'd see her doing her little ABA thing with him. And it was always really funny to see. You'd see her just trying different things out, telling me, you know, that he's doing this because this, 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 and this. And she'd start using the language. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> so it was, it was great when she passed. I was really happy. It was fun to hear my husband try to read those questions and look at me going, what the hell is this? So... <laughs> It was, I'm, I'm happy for, over the moon for. That is very, very special. Go ahead, Peg. Yeah, no, I mean, you, I, listening to you ladies speak about this is very um, uplifting to me. And I feel like I wish more um, people had a tribe like this because I mean, I, I had my husband, I was very, very lucky to have my husband and I did have a good group of people that I worked with, but, um, my husband was my main support getting through and to know like that you had people helping you re like you were willing to reach out to people and be vulnerable to people and say, Hey, I need help. And then these people stepped up to give that to you. Like, I just think that that's really cool. And I hope that that inspires anybody who's listening to be like, you know what, maybe I should reach out to my friends. Like maybe I should lean on people a little bit more because look, they're all here supporting you still. And you know, it's just, that's a really, really special thing to see. So I'm, it's, it's cool. Um, yeah. Was that yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's kind of like my mom's favorite saying is you never know till you ask. Um, so I, when it came to the part where, okay, I need to practice ask, uh, reading. So I reached out to any and everybody. Like my, I had a couple of girls in my book club that read for me. Um, like I said, I had like my friends, my professional friends. I had family members that stepped up, like my aunt who's a doctor. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm staying up super late. And she's in Tennessee. And she was like, I got to finish these medical notes, but I'm going to be at the office super late, but I'll read for you. And she like read till like, probably till midnight her time. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, I can keep on going. And I was like, no, it's okay. You need to go to bed. <laughs> um, wow. So it was just, um, I, I am very blessed to have the group of friends and family that I have especially on this journey. It's not an easy journey. Um, like I said, I worked three, I worked three jobs too while I was doing my master's um, and getting my supervision hours. So like Katie said, yeah, I guess I am a hustler. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, so it, it, it was really rewarding. And I, like I said, that was a, an epiphany moment of, for me to see how much love and support that I had out there. Yes. 
And Peggy and I have been talking about this a lot lately where I found Peggy in like my fourth or fifth, like my fourth time testing and we were studying for a bit together. And like, mind you, when we when back then, we were not nearly as close as we are now. But if I would have had that back then, that support, that would have been so amazing, you know? Um, and I think that what Jamie said is really, really important, where she said, Clem knows how to advocate for herself. And kind of like talking about what going off Peggy too is like that's kind of half the battle because I know that we feel or I feel um, as a person I can't always advocate for myself and I can't always ask for help whether it's I feel shame whether it's feel like feel like no I can do it um, but I end up asking for help anyway and it's when I'm like at my 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 tank is so empty, you know? And if I would have just asked at the beginning of those signs, right, um, maybe it would have been a different outcome for me and I wouldn't have to have retaken this damn test five times, you know? But um, I'm so, like, lucky for the circle of women that I have around me now and that support because that's just, like, that's just, amazing and that's a win in itself you know rather than any test any job any career like this is more valuable than than anything else so you know yeah exactly but I think Jamie shout out to Jamie because Jamie was really good about that like teaching me how to do that she's like you need help on me well you need let me know or like um, you know, while she was training me as an RBT, you know, she's like, you got to learn how to delegate and, you know, advocate for yourself and have your ducks in a row. Um, so I credit that to Jamie for helping me with that, because I think before then, I didn't know how to really do that. I And, and through her, it, it helped. Yes. And I, and yes, it takes a lot of shaping of that skill for sure, but you had a model. And also, also like if you're, if let's just say like you didn't advocate and Jamie and Chantel and Katie just came knocking on your door, like here, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. You're probably not, you Clemmy are probably not going to be as open to it as you would be if you're asking for it. You know, it's like those gym memberships. I think it's like orange theory that like makes you pay for the class, right? Every single class. It's like you're paying for it. You want it. So if you're advocating for it, you clearly want that help, right? So I think that buy-in is very, very important from folks. So so then with that, what, what would you say was your – your best time on this journey and then everybody can chime in on their opinion as well but what do you think your the best time of this journey was for you I think the end like I said like that support that love like I was like all right I'm getting this and then even like friends like when I was reading they're like come you know this like it was just kind of them in my brains telling me like I know this I know this and then it eventually was like me believing like B you know this like <laughs> stop playing like you got this, you're workshopping through it. You pointed out that task list, like you, mm. you, you did it. And it, it was just, like I said, that, that support and that connection um, with others that really 
I guess for me was the best time. It made me feel like it was worth it. And like I said, like before the test, I guess the first time I did cry a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't let it defy who I was because I was like, you know, that little mean bitch, you did a good job. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of like, I just like cried for a moment, but I was like, you know what? I did it. And then like a coworker, you know, called, you know, that she didn't pass her first time either. And she called, she's like, Clemmy, you know, the stuff, if you got this score, it means fluency, but she's like, right now it's test taking strategy. And I was like, you're right. And it was just, like I said, just that cohesiveness of my team really made it the best time and not so much of like this daunting, scary thing. Yes. That's great. That's great. Um, what do you think was the hardest time for you like throughout this experience and any any friends can chime in too um but you personally clam like what do you think is the hardest part about this um i think being undiagnosed with adhd and trying to juggle three jobs in school and your social life <laughs> Um, I felt like that was the hardest part for me because I, I literally did get burnt out. I, 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 I didn't know who I was. I didn't, I was, I was just sad and down and, and I, I, I started going to therapy and that helped a little bit and helped me, you know, go through this process. But I think right before my diagnosis and trying to juggle all day life <laughs> and, mm. I think that was the hardest part for me. I feel like I felt, now. I felt like, for you during that. You just, you, you were just always so busy, so busy. And I worried about you running ragged. And I know that some couple times you were mentioning that you had burnout. I was like, girl, it's okay. It's okay to have burnout. You are trying to do it all. And you got the weight of the world on your shoulders right now. It's okay to feel that way and try to squeeze in those moments for yourself when you can. That's how you're going to survive and get through this and climb this mountain. And I yes. think, Clemmy, you survived all of this because you were um, more vulnerable than some people allow themselves to be when they're in that same sort of situation and circumstance. You know, there's a lot of burnout in our field. Same with teachers, special education field. We have the whole weight of the world on our shoulders, even though maybe other people don't know that. We know that and we carry it every single day. And when you're trying to improve yourself while working, putting food on your table, going back and forth with your social life, undiagnosed ADHD, you reached a level of vulnerability that really lends yourself to getting the support you needed. And that's how you survived. And you did that yourself. So very proud of you for that. Thank you. you had a great sense of humor about the whole thing, honestly. <laughs> Even when you were burnt out, you come saying some of the most ridiculous things. <laughs> I can remember getting plenty of phone calls going, I can't do this. This is crazy. I, I, I can't find a man. What the hell? And I'm like, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about that right now. Make sure your bills paid. I can't stand my roommate. Well, I don't know what to tell you about the roommate. But <laughs> You had you still had a really good sense of humor about a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I think humor is my survival guide. Maybe one day I'll be a comedian, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that yet. I would be <laughs> to go see that show, Clem. So whenever you have that sketch laid out, I highly suggest. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. Too many of us, she has too many siblings. It go from her to talking about all of us. I, I like my privacy in the closet. <laughs> So Chantal is off the list, but everybody else, yeah. <laughs> so good. Chantal's off limit. <laughs> yes, the the tribe is off limits right now. Yeah, this is the inner tribe. Um, that's so good. Um, so you know, being in the field is just like we talked about. Like burnout is very, very real. Um, you talked about your humor to get you through it. Is there any other strategies that you use that any of you use really to like fight through your burnout or um, yeah, even like preventative strategies that you guys use? I don't know if I have preventative, preventative strategies. Mm -hmm. I generally call Clammy and bitch about my parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually my first thing to do. I'll call her going, do you know what this idiot did today? And she'll sit there and go, yeah, I understand. Aww. It's okay, Sean. <laughs> so I do that. Bitch sessions are great. <laughs> yes, very much so. I would agree with Chantel with that. Don't hold it in. You got to find like someone who's going to be listening to you. Like my, my go-to is my mom because she's also a teacher. And we're teaching in the same school district. So all the stuff I have to deal with she's dealing with too. So I'll call her up and we'll complain and just get it off our chest. And that helps a lot. Just those little moments where you can just let it all out, what you're dealing with and what you're struggling with. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's a time to just get it out of your system so you can focus on, you know, bigger and brighter and better things for yourself. Clemmy actually inspired me to get back into the gym. I'm getting my but handed to me three times a week now. <laughs> I well, think it that's... is to get your butt handed to you at the end, you know? <laughs> it is. It's and I'm favorite. happy that we're doing that. And we're going to go on a vacation this year coming up. So mm-hmm. I think there's little and big goals like that that kind of drive me to keep going. And, you know, it's really Maybe this is weird to some people. Maybe it's not. But whenever I have a chance to actually get on the ground and play with one of my clients and forget about everything we're doing and just focus on being present with them, that actually fills my cup up and releases that burnout. Then I don't have to worry about the parents and the treatment plan and the goals and the data and the RBTs, everything else. Just getting a minute to focus and play with the kids. That's what we were all there for in the first place. So that definitely helps me out too. What about you, Clem? Well, I think like James said, the gym is for one good one. I say the venting is good because I do call an event. I say to the gym because there are some days like where like if I vent and it didn't work and I go to the gym and our trainer like let me go do this and like I, I sometimes I find myself going a lot harder than what I 
would normally would on a non-stressful day. <laughs> and I would say allow yourself, or what's the kids call it? The no bones days. Yeah, no bones. Just allow yourself to just relax on the couch and binge on a TV show and not think about anybody. Don't call nobody. It is just you and your time by yourself. Um, and if you're married and have kids and I would then say you don't get any of that time. You don't get any of that. And I would say for that, you take the long drive home so you can have a little bit <laughs> of that time to yourself. Um, even if it's just a sneak to go get some French fries or something, you know, just to kind of give yourself, I'm just saying that's one example. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll be coming to see you this weekend. That's my You're wife. Coming. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Chloe, where's my wife? <laughs> That's a really long drive home. <laughs> From San Diego to Vegas. Yeah. So, it's like, I'll be back in another five hours. <laughs> I'll see y'all after winter break. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just kind of finding time just to kind of quiet yourself, even if it's in the shower. Sometimes that's a good one too, because you got your thoughts flowing and yeah. your creative juices going. And I feel like those are kind of, it's kind of what I do besides making everybody laugh and making myself laugh. But um, yeah, I would say those are some good things to help with burnout. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, okay. Yes. So um, last question from us. And then I, are we going into mailbag or are yeah. we? Okay. So last question. Um, knowing everything that you know now and going through this process, what is one thing that you feel like you've learned about yourself? Um. It's okay to take a pause, too. I know. I was like, that's a hard question. It's <laughs> a hard it question. It to all of, you, all of you guys, too. Like, you know, because we have all worked very hard to get to where we are, teacher, BCBA, like, every everybody. So, like, through your own – like, so we focused here, my ABA partner, on the ABA journey. But – it's your journey, whatever your journey is. Like, what's one thing that you learned about yourself, whether that's supporting Clammy or whether that's your own journey? What's one thing you learned about yourself? For me, is I shouldn't have given up on a dream that I had. I'm so glad Clemmy, watching Clemmy do this and watching her stick with it and do it, I kick myself for not sticking to one of my dreams and doing what I really want to do in life. So I'm proud of her. I'm super proud of her for sticking with it. That's so awesome. proud of her. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Love that. Anybody I, else? I would say what I've learned through this journey, especially um, ABA is kind of my second career. My first career was in restaurants. But I've learned um, that I cannot control everything as much as I would want to. And (laughs) (laughs) that's a really big one for BCBA because we think we know everything. So it's important to know we can't control everything. And also that, like Clemmy said, it does take your tribe. It does take, um, you need to lean on people in order to be successful for these families and kids or whatever, you know, whatever profession you're in. Amazing. I agree 100%. Like, that was a mic drop moment for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, it's self-care, not overextending yourself and 
setting those boundaries up for yourself so that you can succeed and be vulnerable in those moments. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I learned that a little from Clemmie in this experience too, self-care, but also being listening to yourself, like getting the, the diagnosis for ADHD and just being a little more intuitive about what's happening with yourself and listening to your, your brain and your body and, and, and practicing that, that self-care. Yes. I love So that. true. Yeah. Very, very yeah. true. Cause there's the, your body goes through it when you're stressed. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel physical symptoms when I'm stressed. And if yes. that happens, persists and persists, like, yeah, there's going to be some some things that are happening, right? And that's m- me personally, right? But Clemmie's was different. It was like, it was, hey, why am I not excelling in this grad program like I thought I would, right? And like listening to those, um, you know, maybe loved ones um, and like, okay, I'm going to go and get evaluated. You know, for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to a therapist, you know, and maybe um, figure out what's going on with me kind of thing. So um, I think that that's really, really um, smart, Katie, for sure. And I think that a lot of viewers would also agree. And and, um, thank you for sharing, all of you guys, thank you for sharing your story, first of all, because this could help somebody else that may be like having these moments where they're like, hmm, you know, uh, I'm not sure why this is happening to me. Maybe this is something I need to look into as well, right? And um, just showing the importance of that, you know, tribe is yeah. is so good. And it doesn't have to be somebody in ABA. It could be your big sis. It could be your best friend. It could be, you know, a colleague that is now like a sister too, you know? Like it's like it – could be anybody and just being vulnerable like you were clemmy because i guarantee you if you weren't if you weren't as vulnerable as you were it probably is wouldn't have like be probably taking the test again <laughs> exactly so and i think that that's so special and it's really like a special gift that you have and i just hope you always always have that with you and um yeah you guys are blessed to all be in each other's lives, really. And I love that one trickled into another. Obviously, your your sis, like, is your sis. And then that brought you to Katie. And then Katie, and then brought you to Jamie, in a way, right? Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Because if we never moved to, if we never moved from Chicago, I would never have met Jamie. And I'm pretty sure I probably wouldn't have found ABA. I'm not too sure, because I know the story with all of us in this field, we all just kind of stumble upon this field. Yes. So yep. I don't think I would have stumbled, made that stumble toward that way. Well, thank you guys again. We have our final segment, which is mailbag, which is um, where a viewer um, sends in their questions and um, we get to the listener. Uh, viewer, yeah, <laughs> listener. We don't get to see... Our, our pretty faces. I know. It's a shame they don't get to watch it. That would be fun. <laughs> so this is um, from at Leslie Milo. Um, this is food preference. 
that you agree on or totally disagree on. So like if y'all are going out for food with something that you're like, yes, and with something you're like, no, we will not do that today. Or even a, a dish, I guess. For me, if I'm going out, I'm going to eat Mexican food with Peggy. So I'll go with you for Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably all go with you for Mexican food. Chantel, no? What am I married to? What is my last name? I'm tired of Mexican food. <laughs> what is your last name? Chavez. Chavez. Okay, so you married a Mexican person. Yes, I'm good on Mexican food. All of my coworkers, my school population is 90% Hispanic. I get Mexican candy. You name it, I get it. It's great, but please give me something else. <laughs> is San Diego known for like the Mexican food there? Yeah. Like the restaurants and stuff yeah. too? Okay. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it, it, <laughs> very, very close to the border. So it's very, have, so this is about MOs, right? Like that, like, like she yeah. is very satiated on Mexican food. Um, so she, yeah. So she doesn't want that. She said, Ayo. She said, no way, Jose. No, thank you. No way. All right. So Chantel, since you're eating alone, where are you going to be eating? <laughs> um, probably for me, it would probably be curry. Either Japanese or Indian curry. I, I love curry. Me too. Me too. Okay, I'll so has an amazing curry. curry place. That is so good. So, so good. Um, I can't find really good ones out in California, but if any of you folks know of any out here, let me know. Hook up. I know where they are in San Diego. I'm not quite sure where you are, but I know where a couple are in San Diego. Go make the drive. We'll do a road trip. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for sharing and um, talking with me and Peggy today. We love meeting all your get all these guests and like this episode was very special to us because we've been talking about, you know, friendships and female friendships specifically and how it's like yep. kind of hard to come by and it's not always the easiest thing, right? And so um, we feel very blessed to like have found each other and um, just seeing you guys all and like Clemmy, y'all are very, very blessed too. So yeah, um, they are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing. This has been fantastic. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to my ABA partner and we'll see you guys soon. Bye.